and Diana Mundy here. We'll just wait for everyone to kind of find their seats here a bit. Ibrahim and Diane, you can go ahead and come on up and as I introduce you. So this is a father and a mother in the faith <laughs> from Africa. All right, yeah, give, go ahead. I'll give the, if you're going to give a hand, give a good one. <laughs> All right. Um, so they have been walking with Dove now how many years? Wait, when did you? 1988. 31 years, wow. And, and. That's when we started. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, <laughs> and they uh, started in Nairobi, Kenya, and now out of that, uh, all of the churches in East Africa and the churches in India, uh, and yeah, have, have birth, been, been a part of Dove. In fact, India now has the most Dove churches, I think, than any other nation in the world, and that's all part of your fruit, and so it's good to have you here, uh, and it's a blessing for us to receive from you today, so we receive the word of the Lord from you guys, and we honor you, and it's good to have you here. All right. Thank you, Merle. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Um, it's really good to be here this morning. We feel like Newport is a home church, even though it's never really been our home as such, but we really appreciate you guys, and I just want to declare that Newport has been a champion number one, for supporting missions in, in Africa, DMA. And we really appreciate that. Thank you for your support for us and for the missionaries. I think you hear sometimes about Amos and Grace. And we saw the, 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 <clears throat> the DMM report of what's happening up there, some of the things that are happening up there. So thank you for that support. Um, I just wanted to add another testimony to what um, Greg shared about the medical missions team. In the last picture, you saw there was a gentleman standing in the middle, and he was, he was with the team. He's a, a new missionary that's going out into Garissa, and he was along with the, the medical team. And during the time he was there, he was with the medical team, but he was also doing other things in the evenings and, and on the side. He had a side job of evangelism. Um, Nelson is his name. Nelson and Winnie are, are soon going to Garissa, and and there, he had been to Garissa previously, um, visiting some other missionaries, getting ready to move, getting to know the area, and had been on a work team that they were working alongside some of the Islamic men in the area. And when he got to Garissa on that trip, the DMM trip, somebody told him, hey, so-and-so wants to see you, so-and-so wants to see you. And this gentleman told him, this is an Islamic gentleman, man, I've been waiting for you. You're the one who... I feel I want to have lead me to the Lord. I've been waiting for you to lead me to the Lord. This is, this is an area where Emerson and Grace have been working for 20 years, and they've had a conversion here and there and here and there, but not, I mean, it's not just every afternoon that somebody comes to you and says, I've been waiting for you to lead me to the Lord. So Nelson was able to lead that gentleman to the Lord, and then he said, and you know, I mean, it's an exciting testimony to hear all the details, but then he said, now, I have a friend. I have a friend. Please, tomorrow, can we meet? I want to bring my friend. So this gentleman then, after given his life to the Lord, brought his friend, another Islamic man in the community, 
and Nelson was able to lead him to the Lord as well. So it's just really exciting to see what God is doing. We see that a breakthrough is coming. We've been trusting God for some of the people groups in the areas where the missionaries are working for many years, and we just believe and know that God is at work. I was checking Joshua Project online, which is a yeah, a group that works particularly among unreached people groups or gives statistics. And they still have listed, I think, 22 unreached or least reached people groups in Kenya. And when I say still are listed, because some of those groups are being reached, and I was able to identify eight of the tribes that were listed on the Joshua Project as being the least reached people groups in Kenya. Eight of them, our Dove missionaries, are reaching now, they're still listed as unreached people groups because the definition is that the group does not have enough Christian presence or enough Christians to be able to propagate the gospel among their own people. So they still need outside support. But I'm just saying that the Dove Africa missionaries are doing amazing work. We have, they're serving not only in Garissa, but Wajir, Lamu, Faza, um, up in northern Uganda, many of the areas that are bordering Somalia, bordering South Sudan, bordering Ethiopia, bordering um, even Congo. And it's just, I'm saying all this to say we love these people and we love you for the support that you've been giving for the DMA work. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're part of that harvest and you're part of that breakthrough to see these groups come into the kingdom. We're trusting God for people group movements and we believe it's going to happen. So thank you for your support. Just in case you want to be involved and you're not, we have cards. Maybe we can put them at the back for, for doveafrica.org. And you can say that you're interested in hearing about missionaries or supporting missionaries. We, we don't, these things don't get out on social media. We've had two incidents where we thought we were careful we thought we were taking the right precautions. We thought we didn't mention the name or didn't mention the place. And something happened and they were close to, you know, close to crisis where our missionaries were calling up and saying, we're being attacked. People, want to, people are angry at us. We have to get out of here because something got out okay, on, on social media. So you don't see these kinds of reports in our newsletters or on on the website. That's why I'm so grateful for this opportunity to tell you in person that exciting things are happening among the unreached people groups in Kenya and Uganda, and thank you for your support. We are excited also about um, Dove Africa. We see growth, we see momentum in the churches and church planting. There's a new plant in Tanzania, which is a new nation for Dove Africa. There is also a partner church just, just about ready to partner with Dove in Mozambique. So that's another new nation. And there's growth in DRC and the Congo. And in Rwanda, there was a situation last year where many churches were closed, as in 6,000 churches across the nation were closed down by the government. And 10 of the Dove, 10 Dove churches in Rwanda eight of them were also closed because of things like you need to have a parking lot or you need to have better soundproofing. I mean, the government was just really attacking the, the churches or, or it was a way that the enemy was using to shut them down. But we thank God that, that several of those have now reopened. They've fulfilled the requirements and we believe we'll see more growth in Rwanda. So Dove Africa is doing well and we're grateful for your support. 
And thank you for sending people like Nancy, <laughs> stir us up, and sending people like Greg with the DMM team to, DMM team to support what's happening there. We, we're excited and we appreciate you. Thank you. Good morning. That's good. <laughs> yeah, my name is Ibrahim Omondi. Uh, that lady is my closest friend. <laughs> We've been married for 35 years. <laughs> and we have four children. They are grown-ups now. And but they are all coming back home after they've been to the U.S. I think they like Kenya better, which is good for me. And it's good to be here. Uh, I want to share with you from Isaiah chapter 54. Isaiah 54, if you could turn there. And uh, yeah, the lighting here is so good, I can see. Last I checked, you guys still speak with an accent, so that's okay with me. Uh, sing, O barren, you who have not born. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings, do not spare, lengthen your cords, and strengthen your stakes, for you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Dear Lord, I want to thank you again for your presence here, and thank you for just many ways in which you've already spoken to us. I ask that you would again continue ministering to us by your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, this this chapter, Isaiah 54, I've been looking at it over and over, and it looks like a love letter to to from God, and and you know when, when and you because in verse five he even tells this person that uh, I am your husband, <laughs> and and I had forgotten you for a little bit. But now I'm back, okay? So there's this romantic moment where God is now addressing this lady, this church, this woman that he had forgotten about, had left aside for a little bit. And it's like sing, oh you barren. It starts with singing. And it's like dance, you know? In Africa, you don't just sing, you dance, okay? Here you sing, okay, and you try to dance, but... <laughs> <laughs> Which is okay, you know, you can you can get off the pew and just dance and just yeah. So if it, if if he was writing to Africans, would have said dance, you know, <laughs> and, and it's like it is time to dance. It is time to celebrate. It is time to be excited. It is time to jump up and down. It's time to shout. It's time because something special is happening. And, you know, before we get there, you know, sometimes if, if you are that person that receiving this letter, this love letter from God, and you, you, you want to ask questions, particularly if you come from the West, you ask questions, but where have you been? 
Are you serious? <laughs> what, what are you trying to do now? You've forgotten about me. You don't even know where I lived. And now you're telling me to dance with you. Can you explain who you are? <laughs> By the way, can you identify yourself first of all? No, this woman is not asking those questions. <laughs> I mean, she's being told these things. Anyway, maybe she responded. The Bible doesn't tell us that she responded. It's just like seeing all you barren. And it's like you have more children than, than, than the children of the married woman. It's like it's going to be an exciting time. This is a new journey. This is a new walk. It's time for depression is over. Time for anxiety is over. Time for feeling rejected is over. Time for feeling like you are lost. You are depressed. You are discouraged. Things are not working. There is no money in the bank. That is over. It is a new season. Something new is happening. It's time to dance. So this is the letter that God writes. And Isaiah just puts it there for us. So that we could see what, where God's heart is. It's the loving heart of the Father. And, and God loves us. God loves us. You know, sometimes things may look very difficult. Particularly if you live in a continent called Africa. Okay? And you go to places where we've been to. And you find that the government has shut down uh, eight of, of your t- ten churches in Rwanda, for example. That can be discouraging. Or you get news that we have a new church plant in, uh, in Mozambique. And you get news like I did a few days ago that over 1,000 people could be feared dead in Mozambique. So you get this anxiety moment when I start actually sending messages asking the pastor, are you guys fine? The good news is the Dove churches are in Maputo, that is southern Mozambique. The flooding, Ida, cyclone, is somewhere in central Mozambique. So our churches are safe, but we need to be praying for Mozambique because it's a disaster. It's a very big disaster. Over a thousand people carried, I mean, are likely to lose their lives in that region. But God is is, is doing something new, even amidst the disasters, even in the middle of discouragement, in the middle of frustrations. Because in Rwanda, for example, when the government shut down the churches, what has been happening is that people have opened their homes. So it's like the church has gone underground, and that's where Dove began. So we have this multiplication happening in the homes. And you know, it was like illegal to, have, to meet in the homes to have church because Rwanda didn't want it. But now they can't stop it because everybody is doing it. The churches are closed down. Over 6,000 churches were closed down. When you do that, you're basically forcing the, the population because you can't stop them from praying. You can't stop them from talking to God. You cannot. So they open their homes. They meet under the trees. They meet in the bushes. They meet wherever they can meet. And they have church there. Because church is not a building. Hello? And you begin to realize that when you do that, the church grows and multiplies. So it's time to rejoice. It is time to get excited. But, you know, you continue. So there are three things I want to leave with you. Uh, when you come to this country, you realize that there's something called a clock. Okay. <laughs> you know, in Africa, I could talk for three hours. I'm not going to do that for you today. So I'll give you three points. One is intimacy. 
Two is uh, fruitfulness. And three is sonship. So God is calling for this. He's calling for intimacy. How do you get intimate? You know, you cannot. You know, it's like it's time to know you are God. But in, in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 to 39, uh, God is talking about the great commandment. And it's love the Lord your God with all your heart and with everything in you. And then love your neighbor as you love yourself. That is the beginning point of God. He starts with intimacy. He starts with love. He's a loving father. He wants to pour his love on us. He wants to visit us. And he's telling this, 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 this Hebrew church that had been left for a while, that had been forgotten, that was desolate. He's saying, it's time to rejoice because I'm visiting you. And in Isaiah 54 verse Verse 5, 6, 7, and 8. God is saying, I'd forgotten about you for a little while, but now I am back. And God is assuring her that this time he is here to stay. That things will be different now. That there will be, it's going to be multiplication. It's an intimate moment. It's a pillow talk time. It is time to have a moment with God and just bear your heart out. Yes, I know you've been wounded. I know you've been forgotten. I know things have not worked for you in the past, but now they will begin to work. I know that you've been barren. I know you feel neglected, rejected, and left aside. Things were not working. There was no money for you in the account. There were, maybe you even got jobless. But this time around, you are going to get God's blessings. This is the atmosphere in which the Lord is visiting the church in this season at this time. We are hearing it in Africa. I believe God is saying it here too. That God is visiting his church. Looks to me like the end times. Looks to me that things are getting very bad, very difficult. But God is getting really close. It looks to me that this is a prophetic moment. When God is visiting his people in a supernatural way. And the way he wants to do it is get intimate with us. It's like I need your attention. I want to have a moment with you. I want to talk to you. And I'm not just talking to you now and then I go. But I want to keep talking to you. I want to stay with you. If I go again, I'll take you along. Hello? I'm not going to leave you. I'm just going to stay with you. Hallelujah. You know, getting that assurance from the father. Getting that assurance from the bridegroom. Hello? Because you are his bride. Getting that assurance that his love is here to stay. That he wants to hear you, a voice. You've been quiet for so long. It's now time for you to get your voice back. It's time for you to speak. It's time for you to sing. It's time for you to dance. It's a great moment. And you know, I look at my life. I, I recently have been reflecting, you know, when you... Turn 68 like I did a few days ago. You start reflecting. And you ask yourself, how has this been like? And then I look at these moments when several years ago, as a young evangelist, I did very radical things. You know, go to prisons, preach there, get people saved, get people healed, get people delivered. Then I go from one village to the other. But there was no relationship. My excitement was just doing things for God. You know, casting out demons, you know. 
and there wasn't so much love, you know. It's like my salvation depended more on what I did. My identity was because of the things I did. So I called myself an evangelist because I saw God doing things through me. I'm not saying that's bad. But I'm trying to say that it was not coming out of love. It was more a compulsion. It was more like I need to earn my salvation by doing these things. It was more like I need to do this and do this and put it in my resume. Because that's what I talked about. The things that God has done through me. It wasn't so much how close I have been with the Father. It wasn't so much what is the word that God is telling me today. It wasn't so much that I feel this closeness with God. I feel this love with God. It was more, what can I do? So I was driven. Hello. I know there's nobody like that. And you know, we need to get back and ask ourselves, where does it all begin? It begins with that cool moment in the Garden of Eden when God comes and you have a talk with him. It begins in that moment when you're just with him and you're pouring your heart out to him. It begins with love. And it's very important that it begins there. Because out of love, that is where children are born. Hello? That is where nations will be taken. That is where the anointing will be released. That is where the power of God will be released. That is where the, the signs and wonders will be released. That is where the finances will be released. That is where the strongholds will be broken. That is where the enemy of the church will be cast aside. Because God loves you. And knowing that and responding to that is the key to taking the nations for God. And then the next thing, what was my point number two? Hello? Fruitfulness. Thank you. You are listening. I'm glad. Being fruitful. You know, the Bible says they are expand to the right and to the left. You know, stretch your ten pegs. Just do something, you know. It's, it's like it's time to grow. It's time to multiply. And I was coming in here, the reason I'm on this platform today is because there's a lot more of you this year than the other times I've been here. And let's give the Lord a hand for that. <laughs> it's like you just stretched your tent, you know, you added more chairs. And, and, and I could just see that growth not stopping. I can see it more and more. I could see you having two services or even three services because that is going to happen. It is time to expand. It's time to reach out. It's time to spread out. And you know, it's time for Matthew 28, you know, the Great Commission. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Yeah, and these signs and wonders will follow you. It is time for Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Wait you in Jerusalem until such time that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And then you shall be my... You know, wait in Jerusalem. And then the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And then you'll be my witnesses starting from Jerusalem, Judea. But you go all the way to the ends of the world. But it starts at home. Hello? It starts at home. You spread at home. And then you want to go to the nations. And then you take the nations for him. It is time to expand. It is time for the Great Commission. But it started with love. Hello? It is intimacy. 
and then fruitfulness. It's not fruitfulness and then intimacy. It is intimacy and then fruitfulness. It is in that order. It is giving yourself totally to God. It is getting healed when you give yourself to God. It is being a son and a daughter of God and recognizing the Father's love. Therefore, walking out of love. Not out of compassion. Not having an orphan heart trying to do these things in order to earn your right as a son or as a daughter. You are already a son. You are already a daughter. God loves you. And he's making everything available to you. You have this inheritance that is set aside for you. So you can just feel excited about being a son as you expand. Hello? I see the whole map, the whole world out there. My goodness. I like those black things that you put there. But, but there's a lot of space. <laughs> There's a lot of places that we need to see those things. Uh, even in Africa, Africa is still vast and wide. We don't have any in Mozambique yet, but we need to put a stick something there in Mozambique. <laughs> and, 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 and more of that. But you guys, if, I, if you just go there and tell, ask God, where in this world do you want me to be praying? And just lay your hands in that place. And as you do that, God who loves you will someday just give you the resources and the ability and the anointing and the, the action to actually go there. And I'm not trying to scare you. You probably just go to visit first. And then when you... He's not going to tell you to sell everything and move. No. Just... He might do that, but I'm making it soft for you. So... So you just visit maybe Mongolia, you know, just visit Mongolia and see how it is and feel and then hear the Lord speaking to you because even there God will speak to you. And that's what is happening with people like Nelson and a few others. God, he went there and God spoke to him to go. There will be other places where God will be taking us. I'm supposed to be going to Syria. Uh, it's a place called Aleppo. And, 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 and we are waiting for somebody to get his passport before we go there. And I'm not saying I'm going to move there. No. <laughs> you know, my life is just beginning at 68, okay? So maybe I'll go there for a few years. I don't know. But my wife is saying no. <laughs> <laughs> not Syria. Maybe China. Okay. But you see, you need to go in there. And while you are there, God will speak to you. And when God speaks, you will hear it clearly. And the way to know that God has spoken is when he confirms it with your wife. Right now, he hasn't spoken, so that's why she's going like this. <laughs> you know, expand. to the no, to Go to the left and to the right and just enjoy God's presence. And the third point, and I'm not even seeing a clock. Where is it? Where? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Usually they give me a clock and I see I have three minutes or five minutes. <laughs> okay, we'll just go with the flow, okay? The third point was, somebody remember? Sonship, being a son. You know, I, I wanted to read a scripture in Galatians chapter 4, verse 22 to 27. You can read it at your time. But there are these two sons. There is a son of the bond woman and then there's a son of promise. And there is a son of Hagar, and then there's a son of Sarah. And, 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 and you know, 
the Bible says that the son of the bond woman persecuted the son of promise. The son of the bond woman was kicked out. And she developed an orphan spirit. And because of an orphan spirit, he just had this entitlement and felt like the, 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 the son of promise had taken his inheritance. And there's been this hatred in a bigger scale between the Muslims and the Christians for so long. And that explains the, the dynamics around. But there is that spirit of orphan that still is, looks like it still is not flowing in love, even in the church. And I think it's time for us to recognize that we are sons and daughters of God. We are sons of promise. And sons of promise have three things going for them. One is they take responsibility. Hello? They take responsibility. Two is they honor fathers and mothers. Three is they have a mission and a call. And, 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 and I as, as I come to that, I'm realizing that even me, it took a while for me to recognize that it wasn't so much what I did that made me a son, but it was more just being myself and asking God to fill me with his love, recognizing where I have done things out of the flesh because the son of the bond woman is the flesh. Doing things out of the flesh. Doing things not with the spirit, but with the flesh. Responding more to what feels good, to what I need to do. It's more like I come first rather than God comes first. When you are a son of promise, God comes first. You honor the Father. You, your agenda is set by God. You wake up in the morning and you recognize that you have this Heavenly Father. And it's also hard to listen to a Heavenly Father when you cannot listen to a Father on earth. Hello? It is very important that we model this sonship, daughtership, motherhood, fatherhood. Because how can you love God whom you haven't seen? When you can't love a brother next door. How can you be a son to God who haven't, whom you haven't seen. When you find it difficult to be a son in a church like this one. You know there are certain things I preach in other churches. Because I get on the plane and go home. And this is that moment. You know sons. And I believe there are sons and daughters here in this ministry. And, 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 and they take responsibility. They don't just have a chair where they come and sit. And when time is over, they get in their vehicle and go. Ah, hello, you don't do that here, okay? I know that. Sons take responsibility. They find out what is there for me to do in this ministry. What gifts has God given me? What can I, what do I bring that will enrich this ministry? What are the opportunities, things that need to be done? Which, are, which people here feel like left out? How can I be an encouragement to them? A son does not sit back and say, I have a pastor. 
and an assistant pastor and elders. They can do the work. I'll just come and enjoy the ministry. Uh-uh. Hassan says, I'm also a minister. I am also called to serve. I am coming with my gifts. I'm coming with this anointing. And a son and a daughter finds opportunities to encourage the gifts that are already there. A son and a daughter works under the authority of those who are in authority and say, how can I serve you? How can I help you? How can we do this thing? Sons and daughters bring new ideas. Because some of us are getting a little bit moldy, okay? So they bring new ideas. Maybe we can do the children's ministry like this. Maybe there is a way in which we can reach out to our community. Maybe we can try this. They bring that and other people pray over it. And they say, yeah, I think you have heard from God. And hallelujah. Then a church becomes a place where 100% of the people are actively involved in doing something. And when they are actively involved in doing something for God, the work becomes so easy. It is fun. Sunday morning is a moment of fun. Not a moment of stress for a few people. It's fun for everybody because everybody is involved. I would really like for some of you to come and preach that message in my church someday. (laughs) Because we need sons and daughters everywhere. We need them involved. We need them occupied. We need them just using their gifts, but knowing they are loved. Knowing they belong. Knowing that the Father has loved them. And knowing that the inheritance is theirs. And nothing will stop them. Praise God. So as a son and daughter in my own nation, recently the Lord talked to me because I was really getting frustrated. (sighs) We've been in this country for over 30 years since we went back from this country. And, And I've been really trusting God to break certain strongholds and nothing was happening. Well, a lot of things have happened. We've seen the constitution change and all of that. But there was this thing that our country last year would have been a disaster because we would have seen bloodshed in a very bad way because two people, two different men were installed as the president. One officially, another one unofficially, but publicly. But the one that was an official had a bigger crowd. So we had two presidents at one time and that's a recipe for disaster. So I was so scared that there's going to be terrible bloodshed But just before that, God had begun to talk to me, and he said, Ibrahim, you are concerned about where Kenya is going. You can do something. So I asked God, what is that? And he said, how about if you take some food and go feed some orphans, no, widows in a certain part of the country. So God takes me with a few other elders because I didn't want to go alone. I took some spiritual leaders with me. And we go to this part of the country and find Kikuyu widows. I come from the Luo tribe. Luos and Kikuyus have been fighting each other for years, over 50 years. So God is sending me to this tribe that heads my tribe and telling me to find the widows from that tribe and give them food. So we take food, but I say, God, I'll do more than food. I also take Bibles. So I took 40 Bibles and 40 boxes of food. 
and we gave them to the widows. And then the Lord says, no, it's not enough, Abraham. How about if you ask them forgiveness for the bad things your tribe has been saying about this, their tribe? So I stand up and ask forgiveness. And, and as I got to sit down, the Lord says, not enough. How about if you get up again and just bless them, speak a blessing over them? So I get up and pray blessings over them, and they start weeping and crying. But what surprises me is that these widows are very young. And I'm wondering, are they really widows, or is there a problem here? So I go back home, and I get a phone call from a person from that tribe who tells me, Ibrahim, you are in Moranga? I said, yes. You are giving food to the widows? I said, yes. He said, you did a very good thing. But you know which widows those were? And he says, these are the Mugiki widows. Now, this is the tribe when during the post-election violence, they were chopping the heads of my tribesmen. And women were coming to pick these heads because they couldn't find the bodies to go bury from Kadawa area, from other places in Kenya. It was that bad. Uh, but then, to remove the evidence, the people in power decided to get rid of them. That's why their widows were there. Because there was, there was no evidence to be taken to ICC in some court somewhere in Europe. Hello? And God has a sense of humor. He sends me to minister to them and to love them. And then, strange enough, the person who was put in as a president, the official president is the son of the first president of Kenya, the one leading opposition is the son of the first vice president of Kenya, and that's why the problems began. Then all of a sudden, we have this moment where the son of the president and the son of the first vice president come together and they shake hands. And the country changes. And it's like, no more fighting. It's like, let's work together. It's like, let's get rid of corruption. It's like, let's build our nation. And that is what we have in Kenya today, as I talk to you. It's like a tribal barrier is broken. It's like a political barrier is broken. It's like the enmity of over 50 years is broken. Because there are sons in the nation that felt we need to do something about this. Some acts you do may look real small, but as a son, when you walk in obedience, God will multiply it, and it will have lasting effects. I believe God loves the USA, and I believe there are certain barriers that need to be broken. There are certain things that need to be torn down, and sons and daughters can do that in their home churches, but also looking at the nation, we can start breaking certain things that will bring healing and will bring unity upon which God commands a blessing, even life forevermore. So long live America. God has great things for you. And you need to, be, first of all, be intimate with God, experience fruitfulness, become sons and daughters, and know that God is moving with you and flowing with you, and nothing will stop that. And may God bless you. I'm done preaching.